Welcome to Happy Talks with Dr. Alice and Donovan. Dr. Alice Fong is a holistic naturopathic doctor and founder of Amour de Soi Wellness. And Donovan Jensen is a software engineer and founder of HowToHappy.com. Together, they're out to cause more happiness in the world. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Happy Talks. Today, I'm super excited to introduce our guest, Nancy Banner. She is a woman's empowerment coach leading late blooming boomers to pull out the stops, think much bigger for themselves, unleash their potential, and rock the shit out of whatever time they have left. Please welcome Nancy. Thank you. Great. Well, thank I'm really you. excited to be here. Oh, good. We're really excited to have you here. And thank you so much for being on our show. Wonderful. Great. So Nancy, you're an empowerment coach. Tell me a little about your journey to becoming an empowerment coach. What, what led you there? Oof, well, <laughs> um, I think a, a lifetime of frustration with not feeling as though I ever found any success constantly striving to meet these standards that somebody else set for me, uh, trying to do it by somebody else's rules. And, you know, I, I mean, decade after decade of not seeing any results for all the effort was just massively frustrating. And Finally, about six years ago, I happened on a mentor that took me down the road of figuring out why, what, you know, what was I doing to myself that was keeping me back, holding me back. Um, and because it's made such an enormous difference in my life, I'm just... I, I'm really, really passionate about helping other women who feel the same way, who, you know, they just, they just know that they're, they're meant for more, but they can't figure out how to tap into that. I'm really passionate about helping them with that because I think the more of us that are tapping into our potential and really living the life we were brought here to live, the healthier everybody will be, the healthier the planet will be. Mm -hmm. Oh, I, I totally agree. You know, there's so much untapped potential in the world for, for both men and women, but I definitely think when you can unleash those mental blocks that can just unleash so much good and amazing creations in the world. So I, I totally agree. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I do tend to focus on women because I feel like men have had their turn for quite a long time. No offense, Donovan. <laughs> um, but when you look back to ancient times, yeah. um, you know, women were in a much different place in society. They were, they were really revered and held as the, the go-to to to fix things, to heal in all sorts of ways. And we've gotten so far away from that yeah. um, that I really feel we need to bring balance back um, again to heal the planet. Mm. Yeah. 
One of the things that I wanted to key on from what you said is uh, I noticed you mentioned kind of some external standards that you said were kind of like bogging you down in the past. Um, and I think that's probably, that's almost definitely one thing that's, that's going to be different by gender. Um, it's just like the expectations that people feel, not necessarily holding to external expectations, but what they are. Maybe not, maybe you disagree, but I'd be curious to know for you what kind of was uh, the point or like what made the difference, right? Like how, how you were able to realize that these were external standards and that they weren't making you, you know, as, as fulfilled as you could be. Right. Well, I think my answer is probably not going to be gender specific because this is something that anybody would deal with. Um, and it's kind of twofold. The main thing is that I grew up in a wonderful family. I was privileged, you know, white, upper middle class. I had very attentive parents. And to the point that I absolutely, my father was my hero. Uh, and I probably had him up on a pedestal for the bulk of my life, well after his death. And I think that under those circumstances of, you know, having a, such a wonderful upbringing, subconsciously I was uber loyal to my dad. And so everything that he believed in, I believed in. Um, and so I took on all of his beliefs and definitions, you know, what is successful um, and what does it look like to be successful, how you conduct yourself, all these things. And it took me, a, I mean, until very recently to realize that a lot of that stuff is not actually who I am or how I am meant to be in the world. And it took a whole lot of unwinding and allowing myself to be okay with, you know, that was great for him and it is not me. Mm. Um, so that's, that's the main thing. And I think that's true for probably any gender. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I more meant like maybe the specific expectations, but it sounds like more what you're talking about, which is not what I was talking about originally, but is, is like expectations from your upbringing, like the specific set of traits that you uh, aspire to because of your dad. Okay. Well, success looked like being really good in business. Mm. That was his thing. And also because both my, well, he primarily was a public figure and we were in a pretty small community. We were always held to this standard of how we conducted our, ourselves in public. And we were always expected to behave very modestly um, and always everything we did was a reflection on he and the family. And so that was uh, something that was always a consideration also, and, and also something that was really hard to let go of. Um, but, but as far as success went, it was, it was really about business. So like corporate and 
of being financially successful and stable. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense to me. That helps unpack kind of the, the idea and makes it more clear, so thanks. Okay. Yeah, well, as, as you were expressing that, I was just kind of reflecting in my own life and my own upbringing and like the traits that I've admired in my dad of, you know, working hard, being successful, um, you know, having enough income to be comfortable and just working towards that. He was like very heavy. I mean, both my par parents were heavy on education, uh, but my dad especially. Although at the same time, I, I'm like reflecting on what skills or what qualities that I gained from my mother. And I think I gained like more empathy and compassion, more of the emotional things that my dad didn't offer. But I don't know if I actually recognized that when I was a child. I recognize it now as an adult, but probably not then. I probably, my dad was like the authority, just like follow his lead essentially and not really like thinking about my mother so yeah to some degree i think you know there's subconsciously we just kind of like follow what the man says <laughs> i guess yeah. Yeah. that sounds very similar to my situation too yeah yeah he was the authority yeah he's the authority listen to dad wait till your dad comes home <laughs> he'll handle it knows best right. <laughs> yes mm -hmm. yes I'm curious, so you, do you work primarily with baby boomers, the, that, that generation, or? Um, that is, yeah, that is my target market. Okay. Um, because I understand it so well, and because we were so brainwashed mm -hmm. with that father knows best mm -hmm. um, paradigm, mm -hmm. and I'm a classic rocker, so, mm -hmm. you know, it sort of goes along with the music from <laughs> the 60s and the 70s. Uh -huh. um, and my, my work is, I, I'm deeming it unleashing your inner rock star, Ooh, which mm -hmm. it can be that our inner rock star is just our essence, our mm -hmm. soul essence. But for me, it really is a rock star. And so I, I, it's just a theme that I love playing on. Mm -hmm. And I feel like women who are certainly baby boomers or older than 45 um, have lived long enough to have reached this place of potential frustration and, you know, just hitting a wall again and again and going, you know, is this all I get? There's got to be more. What can I do with the time I have left and really make the most of it? Mm. So, right. What are, what are some common trends that you see in like the baby boomer women? Is it like, you know, they've been playing a backseat their whole life. So, you know, now it's time to like, now it's drive their life, create their life. Or what is it? Uh, what are some trends that you see? That's definitely one uh, because, you know, they've, they're old enough now that they've raised their family and, um, they finally probably have the opportunity to focus on themselves. Yeah. Other women like me, I don't have a family. I have the luxury of focusing on myself always. Mm -hmm. um, and yet, I still couldn't figure out why I couldn't find success um, mm -hmm. in business or financially. 
And I think also that this age bracket, because of the brainwashing, I keep calling it brainwashing, but the, the images that we grew up with on television, where, you know, everything is happy days, right? Mm -hmm. um, where there's this happy family nucleus, and everybody goes to college, and, you know, everything fits this mold, and therefore if if you if you stay within the mold it works well it fucking doesn't work <laughs> not for everybody and probably not for most people mm -hmm. so those are the the trends that i feel mm -hmm. and that i relate to um and my perspective is that if i just focus on what i relate to those people who relate to that will migrate to me yeah, no, absolutely. It's kind of like based on what you've said, it sounds like, you know, maybe women have been given the role of being like the caretaker, the mother, the wife, and that's it. And not necessarily exploring what it is that would fulfill them and just give them life and vitality and excitement, whether that's business or whether other avenue. And it sounds like what you do is to help them recognize that is that accurate or? yes yes except that's just half of it because there are yeah. a heck of a lot of women in this age bracket that had full-on careers no question oh, true. yeah mm -hmm. um but i think it's more that you know we just we go along we, we follow along almost blindly without really tapping into our our internal selves our eternal selves mm. and i think that's that for me it turns out that that was the source of all the frustration that i wasn't truly connected with my own voice mm -hmm. not the inner critic right mind chatter voice but literally the voice of my soul mm. and heart mm -hmm. i don't know if that is so true just of my the the age bracket that i'm working with my age bracket but i find that younger people millennials for example are far more in touch with themselves so that's another reason why i feel like the the older age bracket is the one i enjoy working with because there's so much awakening available oh yeah that must be really exciting what kind of helped you discover your voice or your potential? Like, was there an event that happened? What, what led to your own self-discovery, I guess? Um, well, it was quite a journey, really. It started with starting to get acquainted with the limiting beliefs that I have, mm -hmm. layer by layer by layer. And through that and just being, you know, studying more about the law of attraction and energy, psychology, quantum physics, that whole world, I just began to tune in more to the spirit. Mm -hmm. And through that began spending more time focused on just trying to hear my own inner voice. 
people speak a lot about meditation and how great that is for this process. I'm not somebody who meditates. Mm -hmm. I dip into it here and there, but maybe I'd have come around to this sooner if I had been meditating. But all of a sudden, I just began to notice that I, I could hear an inner voice if I stopped to listen and allowed it to to be and not say, well, that was just my mind. Was that my mind? I don't know. But really just assume that that's my inner voice. Very, very quiet. You know, it just whispers. And through that and looking at my history, how much I love rock and roll and I love rebellion and I love being irreverent. And I, I started to think, you know, I think I've got this like inner rock star living in me. And with coaching and a mentor, I was able to realize that, well, first of all, I had this inkling, you know, is that just a fantasy or is that actually something real Mm -hmm. that was placed in me for a reason? And I got a lot of confirmation that it's something I'm meant to live out. Mm. And the only, you know, that, that just comes from really listening to myself and having some mentors, spiritual mentors, say, yeah, that's, that's what it looks like. That's what it sounds like. That's, that's a God-given thing you have there. But it all did start with unwinding some of the bullshit so that I could hear that voice. So I had a question. I I think it makes makes sense to me. Uh, I had a question around, so you kind of have this unwinding process and, um, you know, like paying more attention to to your thoughts and, and hearing more of your inner voice. Um, you said meditation wasn't a tool that you used super heavily. I'd be curious if you have any like tools or exercises or things that you did use as an alternative. Cause I think we hear about meditation over and over and over, but like you said, it's not the primary tool for a lot of people. Like a lot of people try it and it works for some, but not as well for others. So um, some other options would be awesome if you can think of some off the top of your head. Um, yeah. My favorite, my go-to is the emotional freedom technique mm-hmm. tapping. That's why I call myself the tappiness coach. Ah. (laughs) Um, It's a remarkable tool. Mm -hmm. Um, Between that and a little targeted visualization, you can really get at, what I like about the tapping is that it allows you to get at the the root of the limiting beliefs. And then you can use the tapping to shift the energy of the limiting beliefs so that they don't stop you any longer. They don't necessarily stop triggering you, mm-hmm. but you can, you can easily get to a place where you recognize them for what they are and you, you, know, you say, get out of my way. Mm-hmm. Not right now. Yeah. Um, so I, I love tapping. Would you mind, I, I'm not super familiar, so probably a couple people listening are not super familiar with tapping. Would you mind just like a quick overview of what that is and how it works? No, no problem. It's, um, 
So what you do is, it's called tapping, the emotional freedom technique, but it's called tapping as a, a colloquial term because you tap on specific acupressure points um, on the face, here on the collarbone, there's a couple under the arm and the top of the head. Um, and there's probably thousands of videos and diagrams available that will show someone the specific points and the, the actual science behind it. And there are different, different people use it in different ways. The way I learned is to, and this was hard at first because I was a student of the law of attraction. And so I was very careful about what I would say because I, I thought, you know, you have to always say things positively because saying something negative is putting it out there, putting that energy out there. So the way I learned to tap was to voice the negative while tapping on these points. The theory being that we have these, this voice in us, and this is the inner critic or saboteur voice that is constantly yammering in our head, beating the crap out of us. Mm -hmm. Guilt and shame and, and anger. And, and so to just allow yourself the space to say all that shit and tap while you're doing it honors the voice. And it, it sheds light on what are shadow emotions. So that way they cannot do as much harm. If we just shove them down as we have a tendency to do just, you know, Oh, that's not good. And we, you know, push it back down again. We're just shoving it down into the darkness and it will have its say one way or another. I really, really believe that a lot of our illness has a strong emotional component mm -hmm. of stuff that we've just stuffed down. Mm -hmm. And then, so when, when you, in my way, uh, voice the negative, then you start moving, you continue doing rounds of the tapping, but you start moving into a more, well, maybe I could consider blah, blah, blah. And then finally really voicing the ultimate of what you want it to be instead while tapping. That's the gist of it. Yeah. And it's powerful. I've actually, um, yeah, I've actually taken a, a class on that before and I, I do, yeah, see that it is, has been a very powerful tool. I actually haven't utilized it in a while and that's a good reminder because, you know, sometimes like all the emotions just build and you need a release. And uh, I actually also found it useful for like food cravings too, because it's like, oh yeah, at least, uh, you know, stuff your face when you're stressed or dealing with something and just to get those emotions out really, Absolutely. really helps. And uh, falling asleep at night because that what science has shown, they've done a lot of scientific um, studies with veterans mm -hmm. with PTSD. Mm -hmm. And what the studies are showing is that there's literally a positive reaction in the nervous system. So it, it, what it's doing is turning down or off the mm -hmm. fight or flight response in the nervous system. Right. So that's why it, it does feel very, very calming.
Another reason why I think it's important to first voice all the negative stuff, because if all of you, if all you do is just soothe yourself, mm -hmm. you're not really addressing mm -hmm. those feelings. True. And I think that's really important. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm, I'm curious, is it, would it, you be open to like just doing a demonstration on us and like giving us some instruction on like where to tap, what to say, or, or do that um, I can play along? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> um, hold on a sec. It's only just like a few minutes though. <laughs> or I don't know if you, if you're able to do that. All right. Let's what, what do you know your viewers are dealing with right now on a broad basis? I think with the current times of the global health crisis, I think a lot of people are dealing with fear and anxiety and stress. So maybe something along that line. Fear of the unknown. Yes, fear of the unknown. Exactly. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so our tapping points are, uh, you can do it with one hand. Okay. I figure if, I, if both are available, I like to do it with both because I'm I figure I'm getting twice the juice yeah, there. All the benefits, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so it's the eyebrow point. First, first you follow the, um, the skull around the eye socket. So it's the eyebrow point, mm -hmm. and then the outside of the eye, and then under the eye, under the nose, here in the chin. And then there's a collarbone point it's like just underneath the collarbone. It's kind of squishy there. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, and there is an underarm point, but it's probably hard for you to see it on, on this anyway. So we'll just skip it and that's fine. And there are other points too. Um, there are points on the hand and wrists and fingertips and so on, but these are the basics. The last one is the top of the head. Okay. So I just do a circuit. <laughs> okay. Um, while saying stuff. Okay. So, so we'll start with, first of all, mm -hmm. Alice, on a scale of zero to 10, how, where 10 is the most intense, mm -hmm. how, how intense would you say your feeling of anxiety is right now? Right now, probably maybe a six. Yeah. Okay. If you asked me yesterday, it would have been like a nine. Okay. <laughs> but the day before that, it would have like a two. So I'm at a six right now. <laughs> all right. All right. How about you, Donovan? Yeah, I'm doing good today. I'm at like a three. <laughs> okay. Well, that's very good. Um, so I'm nervous as shit. <laughs> this is the first podcast I've ever done. <laughs> so I'm going to give myself an... Uh, well, I'm up there at at least an eight. Okay. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> Just remember your numbers. All right. Um, we'll check back in after we do a round. Okay. Sounds good. So take a nice deep breath and ground yourselves. And we'll just start here on the eyebrow point. Holy shit. Oh, I forgot to say, I want you to repeat after me what I say. I'll say what you say. Okay. Holy shit. Holy shit. All this anxiety. 
all the things I need. I can really feel it. I can really feel it. It's coursing through me. It's coursing through me. So much tension. So much tension. I can feel it in my shoulders. I can feel it in my shoulders. I can feel it behind my eyes. I can feel it behind my eyes. All this tension. All this tension. It's really uncomfortable. It's really uncomfortable. I don't like it. I don't like it. Want it to go away. Want it to go away. All this tension. All this tension. Keeping me awake at night. Keeping me awake at night. It really sucks. It really sucks. <laughs> and I'm just going to honor it. And I'm just going to honor it. So take a deep breath. That's a very simplified example of a negative round. But let's check back in. Mm -hmm. yeah. On a scale of zero to 10, how does your anxiety feel right now, Alice? You know, I actually feel a release. I feel lighter and I'd say I'm probably more like a, a three now. I just okay. need to What about you, Donovan? Yeah, I need to switch my original number up to a five because I feel so much more relaxed now. <laughs> uh, like, like the amount that I dropped means that I did not start at a three. That was like the wrong number to start with. But I, I, I feel minus like four from wherever I was. So let me give one final answer. All right. <laughs> so let's see. So I feel like I'm maybe about a six, but, but actually doing a negative round can oftentimes have somebody's number go up. It can, it can make it feel more intense because you're really tapping into the truth of it. Yeah. And I was just making stuff up that may or may not have been things you were feeling. I was trying to keep it pretty general. Yeah. Um, but when, when I'm working with someone and we have talked about, you know, very specific things that they're dealing with and we start voicing those, it can actually really turn the flame up, mm. um, which is it's not a bad thing. It's, it's great awareness right. to realize that, oh my gosh, it's so much more than I realized it was. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so let's see. How are we on time? Are we all right? Yeah, we actually are kind of towards the end of it. Was there anything else that you wanted to share today or anything? You want to just do a really quick, quick round of positive? Okay, let's do it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure, let's do it. All right, so deep breath. Even though it sucks to feel this anxiety. Even though it sucks to feel this anxiety. I know I'm doing something positive for myself right now. I know I'm doing something positive for myself right now. 
and I really honor what I've been putting my body through. And, and I, I really honor what I've been putting my body through. I really honor what my body is going through to try to keep me safe. I really honor what my body is going through to try to keep me safe. It's been doing this a long time. It's been doing this a long time. And I bet it's pretty tired. And I bet it's pretty tired. I really appreciate how my system tries to take care of me. I really appreciate how my system tries to take care of me. And I am open to it learning a new way. And I'm open to it learning a new way. Maybe not gripping me in anxiety. Maybe not gripping me in anxiety. Maybe being more open and surrendering. Maybe being more open and surrendering. Maybe finding more unconditional love. Maybe finding more unconditional love. Definitely open to that. Definitely open to that. Opening to that now. Opening open. to that now. So open to unconditional love. So open to unconditional love. That's a really abbreviated example, but. That's really nice. And I appreciate you doing that, especially since we did not plan this beforehand, just getting put on the spot. It was, it was great. Yeah. My pleasure. Great. Thank you for being a good sport. Definitely. Great. Was so, there anything you wanted to like plug or share um, um, our audience? Yes, I would love to. I would love it if people would like to find some really awesome inspiration. They can follow me on Instagram. It's at Nancy Banner Coaching. If people are interested in being the their own rock star in their life, um, and and would like to explore unleashing their inner rock star, they can find me at nancybannercoaching.com. And I just, I look forward to meeting lots and lots of gals that are ready to find what really and truly lights them up, if they've never done that before, to, um, to tap into their true potential mm -hmm. so that they can align with it and live it. Yeah, sounds awesome. Well, thank you so much, Nancy, for being on our show. Uh, we really appreciate all, all the tips and tools and just doing the demonstration was a lot of fun. So thank you. Cool. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Happy Talks with Dr. Allison Donovan. We hope you got something of value to help bring a little more happiness into your life. What lesson or takeaway did you get from today's episode? For more tips and tools, be sure to check out my website at dralicefong.com and you can find me on my social media handles at dralicefong. You can find me at howtohappy.com and follow me on my social media handles at howtohappy. Catch, Catch you next time. time.